0: Corbin Burns in about 15 minutes. Casted here about 15 minutes after that. Brent Suter to wrap up the hour. But as we get things going, let's bring in the skipper of the Brewers manager, Craig Council, joins us here on the program. Craig, let's jump right in. And after a year where you played with no fans last year, you have at least had... Limited fans here in spring training. You'll get some fans uh, at the start of the the regular season. But in terms of just playing some of these Cactus League games, how nice is it to actually have fans in the stands and not be playing in an empty stadium situation? It's it's a great feeling. We walked out uh,
1: to the first game on Sunday at at, at the the White Sox Park. There's a tunnel you walk through, and as you kind of came out into it, just a noticeable difference of... you know, people provide energy. People create energy. Uh, it felt like a ballpark. There's vendors, your vendors. Uh, that's just part of the sounds of a baseball stadium. And so to have that back felt very, very good.
0: How much do you think, and I asked uh, David this earlier, how much can you quantify the impact on the game last season that not having fans there had on it? No, you, you can't. You can't. That what... We want to quantify everything. Uh-huh. Uh, believe me, that's the that's the world.
1: We, that c- certainly, we, a lot of us live in now. We can't quantify everything, and this is one of those things. No, you can't. It's um, it's 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 a, it's a it's an emotional part of the game. That's what it is. It's how it makes you feel. Um, it's how community makes you feel. That's what that's what forty thousand people in a baseball stadium is. It's community. Uh, so. We'll never be able to quantify that. Uh, maybe people will try, uh, but it's it's an emotional aspect to it. It's, it's how it makes you feel. Um, it, it's what gives you joy. It's providing enjoyment. Um, so those are always going to be hard things to measure.
0: You've talked about the fact that you can't let down in terms of responding and reacting and dealing with COVID as we're still right in the middle of the pandemic. That being said, fans are around. It seems like things are maybe a little bit looser do does it start to feel somewhat normal even though we're still living through a pandemic what's normal is that we're we're used to the you know, a different way
1: of living I think so it, it's not and, there, and there's also less uncertainty on the horizon it feels like so that's what's I think created um, you know a sense of normalcy and a sense of uh, all right we can get through this. You know mentality um not knowing what's going to happen the next day that feeling that we had of all last year um it, difficult for everybody uh you know these these are all just human nature how how we how we all react to things so i think we're all in a better place for that um i mean the best example is just mask wearing is doesn't feel abnormal now it, it you know you're we know we're expected to do it uh so
0: we've lived with it for a while it's 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 okay In um this this season and this team you're, you're hoping for a lot of bounce backs that's a that's a big part of this year guys performing better than they did last year we've talked at, at, at on deck events previously and you've said you know every year there's going to be somebody who takes a, a big step forward and somebody who kind of doesn't play as well as you would like to expect how do you how do you manage, if you can manage, when you've got so many guys that you are expecting or hoping that they are able to take that step back forward?
1: It exists on the offensive side of the ball. You know, from our pitching perspective, uh, we probably had a lot of guys that, that performed exceptionally well, but it definitely exists on the offensive side of it. Um, look, I, I think what we try to do is we try to learn from last year. Uh, and Take that experience and to, to to make us a little bit better, um, and, and from the, from the hitters' perspective too, they try to take that experience and understand mistakes that they might have made or um, habits they got into, uh, and and try to not go to the, not go to those places. So it, it, it's experience that's helpful, um, and then you know the reason we say it is is specifically is these guys have a, a track record of success. It's, it's hard to get into the league and stay in this league and do great things um, with, you know, without some bounce back. There's going to be variation in performance by players. That, that's that's how, how it works. But um, good players, guys that have been in the league in a while, they figure out a way to make adjustments. We, they, we don't always get to pick the timing of when that happens. Uh, in, in the 60-game season last year, Unfortunately a lot of guys just didn't get time to bounce back to who they were. Um, and so there was no first half, second half bounce backs. It was we didn't even finish the first half. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's how we're that's why we're counting on it. And I think uh, it's not play we're not counting on players, you know, in, in most most cases that haven't performed for a pretty good
0: stretch of time in the big leagues. Specifically to Christian Yelich, he has said that he can identify some things from last year that didn't go right. He hasn't really wanted to talk openly about that, but just the importance of you can't fix an issue if you don't know what the issue was. How important is it that he has kind of a, a grasp on on what did happen last year? You have to have a plan to, to uh,
1: you know go ahead, and you have to have a goal with that, and you have the. So I think that's what that's what Christian's done, and that's what we've done with a lot of our hitters is kind of discuss what went wrong. Um, and then provide some some goals um, to achieve as we go, and, and also some some ways that we can give feedback on on achieving those goals. So that that's how we've approached it. I mean, Christian has a you know for Christian it's it's different. It's a little bit different for every hitter and how we go th- how how this process happens. These guys going of bounce back, but it's you know it, uh, we're basically trying to get guys in, in a place where their bodies are moving really efficiently, and that. That gives them, you know, great ability to make decisions on balls and strikes and and fire on the good pitches to hit. Uh, That doesn't change for for anybody, and that doesn't change for a guy like Christian Yelich.
0: Brewers manager Craig Council continuing to join us. You've talked a lot about going from playing 60 games to 162 games and the impact on pitchers. How much of the plan is put together in terms of what you're going to do with guys this year to try to find them an opportunity to, to maybe get some rest in the year so you don't push them too much?
1: Done really is just like look at possibilities. Uh, I don't think there's any. We know that we're going to have to uh, provide rest for all of our pitchers or provide spots for all of our pitchers. It just makes sense too. Um, How it actually happens, I think you get if you. We don't want to get locked into it. I think is what. So you you just provide. You know we have roadmaps. We look at the schedule. Uh, ideas that we, we know we can put into action, but but putting them into stone right now is not what we want to do. I think every team has to just get a sense of we're, we're going to all be learning. This is a first time thing for everybody. We're all going to be learning about this the whole industry as we go. Um, but we just have to be you just have to be ready for when it happens because it's going to happen with some guys. Some guys are going to hit a wall, and, and we just have to be ready for it.
0: Are those tough conversations just in the sense a guy doesn't reach the big leagues without being an incredible competitor? And there's times, not just this year, you've done it with other guys, where you have to kind of pump the brakes a little bit. Are those tough conversations to have with guys when they want to take the ball every fifth day or play every single day, whatever it might be?
1: Well, this year this year, what's important from a pitching perspective is we just have to be very transparent with each other. And I think we're asking the players of that, too, is just to be very – just open with how they're feeling. Um, it's it's for their benefit. In this case, um, you know, look, ev- is every decision about removal from a game or not playing going to be agreed upon? Absolutely not. It, it, they shouldn't be. That's that's, that's perfectly fine. But um, in this case, uh, where we're, this is, these are long kind of long term decisions. A little bit. And I'm trying to keep players healthy for the long term. Um, and and make them effective through the course of 162. Just as importantly, make them effective through 162 games. So, you know, I think there's there's going to be some cases where there's this is going to be a normal season for guys, and we don't we, we don't make any changes. But there's also going to be some cases where, um, you know, the innings load uh, takes an impact, and we're going to have to take a break. Uh, so. As long as we're transparent, as more communication becomes very important, um, I, I think we can, you know, lean towards doing it right. I don't think we'll ever have answers on who was right and who was wrong as, after we get through the season. You know, the team that wins is going to be considered they did it right. <laughs> you know, so that that's usually how it gets judged. Uh,
0: before we get you out of here, just going back to to the off season where. We still don't totally 100% know what the rules are going to be, but a lot of discussions about the off season on the DH. At one point, there was talk about trying to move the season back a little bit. They're now going to move the uh, AAA season back a little bit. We're hearing, what's it like for you as you go through this? And it seems like every week there's new ideas or new rules, whatever it might be thrown out, where you really there's a lot of uncertainty about what things w- were going to look like and still are going to look like.
1: I will tell you that part of it is not ideal. I, I think we can do a better job as an industry. We, we should know what the rules are going into the season right now, but there should be no doubt about it, what, what's going to happen. Uh, I think everybody understands late rule changes last year um, as, as so much uncertainty was going on. Um, but this year, and, 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 you know, to be honest, to be fair, there are rules in place right now. Um, you know the DH is not in the national. There's no DH in the national league. We don't. Uh, so the, there are rules in place, um, and those are the rules that we are preparing our team for. Uh, so that that's what we prepare our team for. If if something changes, you know, we, we all we have our you know eye on that a little bit, but we're preparing for the rules
0: as as stated. I think that's the only way to do it. Greg, thanks so much for your time. We'll see you in Milwaukee here in a few weeks. All right, thank you, Matt. Magic Craig Council joining us here on our Brewers Spring Training Special. I agree with what he just said about the frustration of not knowing what the rules are going to be. To me, I feel like we're at a point I would be shocked if a universal DH was added this late. I'd be shocked if the expanded playoff was added this late. But is it 100% that those things might not happen? No. Not 100%. There could be some late conversations right before the season gets started and something could potentially be worked out.